0: Hello, welcome to Game Changer. Monday through Friday, David Villa and our crew dive into God's word and talk about how to take principles from the Bible and apply them to our daily lives. Thanks so much for listening, and here's our host.
1: hey what's up, good morning. Welcome to Game Changer. Um, David Villa here with the official mess.
0: Yo! What's up? what's up, guys?
1: What's up, gentlemen?
0: How's it going, how's it going?
1: You guys having a good morning so far?
0: I never get called a gentleman so often as I do on this podcast. <laughs> You. Yeah, I don't think you yeah. I do not either. <laughs> <laughs> not trying to derail this already, but it's just, oh, man. It's I, mean, I, I made all the baristas blush at Starbucks this morning because uh, I know all the baristas. They all know my name. Right. And the one that always, she does it every single time. She's like, what's the name? And the moment she says, what's your name? She turns around and grabs my drink. She's like, I don't know why I always do that. Like, I know your name. And I'm like, it's okay. I'm completely forgettable. And like, all of a sudden, all the baristas felt really bad. I'm like, it was a joke.
1: huh? Hey, at least you knew your drink. That's all <laughs> that matters. Call me away. by a different name if you want to. Just give me the right drink.
0: It's got to have that. Sam singing, save my name for Destiny's Child in the background.
1: <laughs> all right. Now you know why we call him the mess. That's <laughs> kidding. Well. Wow
0: good job guys <laughs> good
1: no seriously good you know breaking the ice this morning and uh how's linkedin how's facebook how the how are the folks watching that can comment if you're commenting this morning we already got some we have some folks in look at that kevin campbell kevin campbell said so i'm seeing mess as a thing. thing now yes it is kevin campbell it should be elisa said it should be a shirt yes
0: oh boy here we go wow. and then
1: mike's sister she rolled over laughing got <laughs> her. she's just like, lol 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 is that your sister mike
0: yep all right i'll remember that lauren, that, lauren.
1: <laughs> so hey we're gonna talk about uh we're gonna talk about something we all like to do chase comfort Hmm. we're gonna chase comfort this morning um can i just say this what are you chasing you know what are you chasing in life It's something as i was driving in this morning thinking about uh this session in general, I was thinking about the word chasing and I was thinking about, um, you know, and then started thinking about this and it kind of spilled over into just chasing in general. And I was thinking about what are you chasing versus what's chasing you. And, you know, this is totally maybe a you version plan. We can do something totally different, but just something that kind of think came right off the tip, you know, of my mind this morning out of the spirit, really, I think is, what are you chasing versus what's chasing you? Let me, let me explain to you. What are you chasing in life? We're going to talk about chasing comfort today, but, and I guess maybe we can just weave this into this week and, and again, maybe weave this into a, uh, our next you version. We were talking about that yesterday, but what are you chasing versus what's chasing you? And let me, and let me say it this way, you're chasing something, but if we connect the thing that we're chasing, for instance, comfort today, or maybe we're chasing money which is really we're chasing you know peace or we're chasing comfort we're chasing you know the ability to um you know feel good about ourselves we're chasing aspirations we're chasing ambition we're chasing dreams we're chasing you know we're chasing stuff right and those things I think all try and attempt to fill the void. Of God, And here's the crazy thing. So what's, what are you chasing versus what's chasing you? And then Psalms 23 that we broke down a couple of times, really, over the last couple of weeks. Think about this for a second. Psalms 23 says that goodness and mercy will chase you throughout your life. So if you connect to the very one thing that you should be chasing, and that's God. You remember the book from a couple of decades ago, God Chasers? No. <laughs> well, it was like a, it was like a series. Tommy uh, Barnett, I think it was. He was involved like Brownsville, like different oh, okay. revivals and movements were going on you. somewhere in that season, not that one, but other moves. And he wrote a book called God Chasers. But if you chase God, you're, you you know, listen. Here's the thing: you'll catch him because he wants to be found. And when you catch him, what begins to chase you? The Bible literally says, "Goodness and mercy will chase you. will 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 run after you." all the days of your life. And I like to say it this way when it comes to money. I did a, a conference, um, multiple conferences, and I kind of tend for about a year or so business conferences where I really insert kind of faith into what I, what I say, even if it's, if it's not a faith-based conference, which most aren't that I do. I mentioned to him, you know, look, like you're after money, but here's the deal. Money is attached to people. So I mean, what I mean by after money, you're after whatever your business, you're after your aspirations, you're after your dreams, you're after growth. Money's attached to people. Success is attached to people. And when you learn to tap into and touch the hearts of people, then money will chase you. Just like goodness and mercy, it's included in that. It'll chase you and it'll tackle you and it'll get on top of you and sit on you and won't let you up. Meaning, are you chasing after something that if you just allow yourself to be caught by God, you'll get. I know it's a little deep. So let's just talk about comfort for a second. So whether we're stressed, so we're talking about chasing comfort today, hurt. How many are stressed? How many are hurt? How many been hurt? We've all been hurt. Maybe you're tired, lonely. Maybe you're bored. Maybe all the above.
0: Boredom my biggest one.
1: This past year, that's good to know, but maybe in this past year, I can relate to this This past year is interesting because a lot of people I've I've read and I've heard, and I've even talked to some people, a lot of people experienced boredom and I don't mean just staying home and things like that, where a lot of things that challenged you or used to challenge yourself went away, or you just kind of set aside. So there's a lot of people that there's a lot of people that are, you know, that are experiencing all of these, or some of them are connected. When you are bored long enough, you know, you can become lonely, you know, and, and, and loneliness can come from being hurt and not reconciling and hurt can become from being stressed out and making wrong decisions, stressed out about maybe losing your job or, you know, having a relationship fall apart. And then that turns into, you know, that stress and of it breaking down and then that, that hurt. And then that, Loneliness, and then then you become yourself. Find yourself bored. So we all find ourselves at times chasing comfort. And I want to break this word down. So who who listening hasn't overspent, overeaten, overslept? Come on, overdrunk, overestimated your ability of stuff to actually deliver lasting comfort. I mean, I, I, I've, I've been there, right? Man, I, I, you know, I've, I've, if I could just eat, eat enough, right? I mean, that comfort food, I mean, that's what they call a comfort food. I mean, there's times when you're in your feelings where, I mean, there's people watching right now where food is your go-to Food's your go-to, right? And then, in, in, in you, in, you go, if I can, if I can just eat this way, you'll feel better. So you can't eat enough. So, but we've tried, we've overeaten. Some of you, you know, uh, over, overspent spending, shopping, right? Going to buy these new shoes. I mean, look, that's a, that's a deal to me. Like, I mean, I like to buy stuff. I like to feel good. And, and <clears throat> you go and you'll spend and you'll buy stuff. And that new sneak pair of sneakers or that new shirt, man, it'll make you feel good for a season. How about I overslept? You know, I, I, I uh, I've never really been able to do that, but you know, some people, some people just, just sleep and they kind of just wallow in it. Right. I've definitely in my life (laughs) overdrunk. you know, I mean, I don't do that anymore, but I've done that, you know, and you know something, it, it, it'll make you feel good again for a season. And I've certainly, and this is one that I even do today overestimated, right. The ability of things to actually deliver lasting comfort. So let's look at the word comfort for a second. <clears throat> let's break it down because <clears throat> I think this is pretty cool. So it has a complicated history. You know, we look at the word comfort differently probably than initially it it was meant to be understood. And so it comes from a Latin word. Let's look at the two parts here. Number The first part of it is, is C-O-M, come, <clears throat> which means together with. And then the second part of it, forts, fortis which means strong or strength. So together with strength. Okay, so later the Latin word cumftar <laughs> came to mean to strengthen much. Eventually the old French word, I'm just kind of breaking out some history then we'll get into it. The old French word con, not come, con fortor adds words like solace and help to the definition. Okay, in the 14th century another French word Comfortin was defined as to cheer up, console. And then finally in the 17th century, the old English word began to imply the sense of physical ease that we understand today. So why does this matter? Here's why. In, a, in, a, in, a, in about a millennious time, the word comfort went from meaning together strength to meaning pain barrier. So here's my question. The Holy Spirit, the Bible says that when Jesus descended, he said that I'm going to send a comforter right here. And so my question is, do you see God as your strength together with you in the midst of pain or as your barrier from pain? I think you have to see him in the first one, your strength together in the midst of pain, because I'm going to ask you this. If you didn't get the word comfort, the way you see it, if you're chasing comfort, the way you define it, it would cause you to question God. It would cause you to question the validity of God. If you viewed it as what it means to keep you from pain, I'm here to comfort you. Does that mean I'm here to keep you from from pain? Or I'm here to be strength with you to endure it? Because I want to- that's a question you have to ask yourself. Because if we're chasing comfort today, what are you chasing? Are you chasing God? Because if you can chase comfort according to the Word of God, then it's okay to chase comfort because the Holy Spirit is a comforter. And in the time where you're bored, or the time where you're lonely, or the time where you're stressed or hurt, in times when you're broken, in times when you're exhausted, in times where you need rest, chasing comfort. Or the comforter is the thing to do, but chasing the world's definition of comfort is not going to be lasting. But it's going to be fleeting, and it's going to leave you even emptier. It's going to leave you hurt more. It's going to leave you stressed out more. It's going to leave you. It's going to leave you more lonely. It's lonelier. It's going to leave you. It's going to leave you in a greater sense of boredom. So here's my question: Are you chasing comfort? Are you chasing the comforter? Because here's the thing it means together strength. And so a perfect picture of this in in the Jesus natural life was when he was in the boat and he was sleeping at the bottom and the disciples and him were in the boat together and the storms came and then they freaked out and they woke him up and they said, hey, it's storming. And Jesus got up and rebuked the wind, but he did that, I think, so they could hear him. In other words, I, you know, he wasn't freaked out about it because he was asleep. I think he actually caused it to stop. So they would calm down and listen to the story he was about to tell. And the story was, Hey, look, I'm with you. You know, I'm the comforter. I'm together in this thing with you. And that's the way, if you really view it that way, and listen, this isn't the great, you know, the, the the Titanic folks, this isn't like a boat that had like, you know, like a cruise ship. I mean, I went to Israel a couple of years ago and I saw examples of these boats that they're talking about. I mean, really, you could see from one end to the other and you could talk to somebody and somebody that was sleeping was, was like, it was like, it was like they were just in a slight, maybe four feet below the actual planks. I mean, it was like you could see him right there and you reach down and touch him. You just say, Hey, how you doing? Because it was just a little cargo area. It wasn't like he went down a series of steps. It was like he was laying at the bottom of this boat. And they could see him. They could see him. They could hear him snore. You get it? Like, I mean, he was with them. How many times has God been with you? The comfort been with you and I. And yet we still are chasing comfort according to the world's version. And he's right there. Prophet Isaiah, and you guys can jump in just to get my attention. Prophet Isaiah foretold of a Messiah who would enter our world right? And he would be wounded for our transgressions. He would suffer for our healing. If the very nature of our faith is to follow in the footsteps of Jesus, then let us consider his response to pain. First Peter 2 21 through 25, we see a Jesus, a savior who accepted pain quietly, despite having done nothing to earn it. Jesus does not avoid pain or look for a scapegoat. He comes into our world and makes our pain his pain. I'm going to say that again. We can put that in the notes. Jesus does not avoid pain or look for a scapegoat. He comes into our world and makes our pain his pain. He takes it. Mm. Jesus is together strength. So then before he goes back to be with the Father, he promises us that the Holy Spirit A comforter would not only be together with us, but in us. I mean, you got to hear that. You got to get that. Not only together with us, but in us. That's something that's worth chasing. That's something that's worth running after. So my question, and we're going to break it down, are we chasing the worldly version of comfort? I mean, look, I get it. Look, I mean, by the way, when I'm saying what I'm saying right now, I'm not saying there's something wrong with this. I'm saying there's something wrong with it if it's in place of the comforter. But are we binging Netflix series? Come on, to get comfort. I mean, to get comfort. I've done it. I've done it. Makes you feel good. Makes you kind of, makes you escape a little bit. Are we, are we eating a box of donuts every Saturday morning? Come on, not because we just really like donuts. Because if the donut shop were closed, we're going to the croissant, croissant shop. You know what I'm saying? It's not, like in other words, is it is it comfort? It's comfort. I've been there. Are we sleeping the night, the days away? Because it's comfortable. I've been there. Are we are we overestimating? Are we spending? Are we going to the store and then shopping and, and, you know, and coming out with $2,000 with I've been there. It's okay to do that, but are you doing that to feel better or are you doing that to reward yourself, that's fine. Because you worked hard, that's fine. So we're chasing the worldly, worldly comfort. We're binging Netflix series.
0: I just like in the notes. We're binging a Netflix series with our trusty friends, Ben and Jerry. <laughs> <laughs> you know how many times I've been there?
1: All right, real quick. <laughs> just if you're watching on LinkedIn or Facebook, just gonna give you a little praise break for a second. I just want you to type in your favorite flavor of ice cream.
0: Oh, we're about to start a war.
1: No, no. Just just we're not gonna comment all over. We're gonna talk about it at the end of the show, but just put in your favorite, your favorite flavor of ice cream. Favorite what's flavor
0: your, of ice cream. What's your Ben and Jerry's flavor, Dave?
1: I, I'm not a Ben and Jerry's I, can, I don't really care about Ben and Jerry's one way or the other. I I just like butter pecan. Butter pecan's my favorite ice cream. I guess I nice. like a lot of ice cream, but I like butter pecan. So Sam, favorite ice cream?
0: Uh Reese's peanut butter ice cream.
1: Reese's peanut butter. Mike. Chunky monkey, chunky monkey, as
0: I'm cookie dough guy.
1: Cookie dough, my second favorite. I think is just going back to cookies and cream. Yeah, cookies and cream, cookies and cream. You can't go wrong. It was
0: uh, it was interesting. You said comforter, and uh, it just made me. It, you'll have to follow me for a second. So I sleep every night with just a sheet. I I prefer to be cooler than I do to be warmer when I'm asleep. Absolutely, yeah. And so, but my wife is the exact opposite. Mm-hmm. But the times that I look forward to are the nights that I can sleep with a comforter because it's just so much it, it really is so much more comforting to me mm. and i was thinking about when you said the word comforter i'm like there's a difference between a sheet and a comforter yes sir comforter is. is a lot it literally it's like almost like it's almost like to the memes that you say like, what's that blanket really going to do? If somebody breaks into your house, you see people in like movies, like hide under the blanket, like what's that blanket really going to do? But it's like, it, it's that sense of comfort. Yeah. Like that sheet is nice. It's just there so that I, you know, can go to sleep because I can't sleep without a cover. But that comforter, literally those are the nights that I get the best sleep when that comforter is over top of me. Yeah.
1: There's a reason it's called comforter.
0: <laughs> what's also funny is I just literally typed in the word comforter and the definition did not def- like jump up to the top. I had to go through target, like eight pages of target. Um, all kinds of shopping places that are like, Hey, get this comforter for your bed." <laughs> I just thought it was interesting. Cause I was, I literally just thought about that as you were, uh, when you said that word, I was like, huh, I really enjoy sleeping with a comforter when it's actually cool enough for me to do.
1: So yeah, it's good stuff. Good stuff. <clears throat> oh. So, so we've all done it. We've all done it. So instead I'm going to challenge us to pursue the Holy spirit, right? God wants to do something in this season. I really believe it. You know, we talked um I don't know the last few days in one of the I must've been last weeks, so I don't think it was yesterday, that we brought up, you know, that God is he's a sovereign God and nothing happens unless he wills it or, or allows it or you know, g- gives his permission. I mean, like he's not he's not an absent God. He's a God that he's a he's he's a God that that pays attention. So nothing happens outside of his purview. And, you know, I, I just want to say that in this season, I really, truly believe that God is, is working and trying to, you know, trying to bring things to fruition in our life. I really believe that in seasons of discomfort, we, we, we talked early in the year about, uh, uncomfortable we had our uncomfortable hoodies and, um, and we talked about that a lot. And there's something to be said for being uncomfortable, but there's also something to be said for understanding that God just doesn't want you. He doesn't want you to go around in in constant discomfort. He, he wants to be the comfort for you. And that's, again, that's in the midst of being uncomfortable. You have. So for, for instance, using the comforter story, if you, If it's, if it's 30 degrees outside and it's cool, that's uncomfortable. I mean, it's, 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 again, if you love the weather and all that and you like heavy clothes and all, you be great. But I'm talking about like you're sleeping, you know, if you're sleeping, no one wants to sleep, you know, ice cold. You want to be cool and obviously, but I'm talking ice cold in a 30 degree weather. It would be cold for anyone, but a comforter doesn't, doesn't raise the temperature outside. It doesn't remove the discomfort. It provides comfort in the midst of the comfort. Another comforting thing in the winter using that same thing would be a fire, fireplace. Or the heater. You turn the heater on. You know, because it's cold outside. It doesn't change what's happening around you outside. It changes what's happening in you. It It changes your circumstances based on adding a layer or level of comfort.
0: Amen? Amen there's been plenty of times in my life where I've caught myself chasing the wrong thing. Um, looking back at the top. I've definitely done the oversleep because I thought that sleep was the best one. Um, over drunk. I've definitely chased that one for, it wasn't a long period in my life, but I remember, um, I do remember that that in the time that I was serving at a church, that I was going through that and chasing that and realizing how much of an effect it actually had on, me, but also the people around me. Um, and I'm, I'm, I'm not trying to like dissuade this from, you know, the main topic that we're talking about, but, um, I remember the effect it had on the people around me more so than it had, like it had an effect on me and it had an effect on my walk and my faith, but it also had a really big effect on the people around me because in their eyes, they saw me doing it and they went, well, clearly this isn't something wrong. I can do this too. And that and then it kind of like it filtered elsewhere. And that was something that like, I remember vividly going through with a few friends of mine at the time and just realizing how much it was putting a wedge between me and God.
1: Yeah. Because you're chasing comfort in something beside the comforter and we've all done it. You know, I've done it for, you know, there was a season in my life where, you know, um, I mean, I drank and, and did a lot of things and chased that in a certain season of my life. But then there was a time in my life when after the Lord, after my family, and after success hit, that an overwhelming, the discomfort that I walked in was the pressures of just increase, the pressures of the worldly increase. How do I grow? How do we expand? And it was just the pressure. It was just pressure that God wasn't putting on me. It was pressure that I was putting on myself. And, you know, the pressure of having 50 people, you know, depending on all this stuff, there's during that time frame that I sought comfort in, in pills mm-hmm. and, um, you know, and, and something that would just get me through, you know what I'm saying? And Hey, go to church on Sunday, even, even, you know, read the word, pray, whatever, but this just relying on a level and a layer of comfort. And it was not just, you know, it was, it was, there was an issue. And that issue was something that became me chasing comfort outside of the comforter because it's, because you know what? It's, it's a lot easier to do that than it is to, to really go, Hey God, it's a, it's a whole lot easier. Like if you could, if you could, if you could just completely not feel it rather than look down at the boat and go, Hey Jesus, Listen, man, can you just remind me that you're, you're with me in this? Like you're, he's in it and it may, and it may, it may, you may still have some of the pressures, but the pressure, it gets relieved when you realize, and you can place it into the hands of the comforter. And that's really what it is because it's together strength. I guess my, my my question is, I mean, if God is your strength, do you, is he a just a barrier from pain or. Is he there in the midst of it with you? If, he, if, if I really view it that way and it's easier said than done, then I can truly lay it at his feet and then realize that, look, how can I, how can this thing take me out unless it takes him out? I think how, how's this going to take me out? Cause in order to take me out, it's got to take him out because he's in me and he's in the midst of this thing with me, but it's a lot easier just to numb. I, think I mean, it, this, this is a real deal, right? The comfort, these comforts we chase are, re, are real, a real, Real comforts. These are real things.
0: I think it's an important distinction, too, when you broke it down that way. Um, God's not just a pain barrier. He will help you. He will be there for you. He will stop sometimes pain happening to you. But the odds are, if something in your life is nothing more than just a barrier from pain, a barrier from pressure, a barrier from the things that you're going through, it's not true comfort. It's something that's only going to be temporary, whether that's drinking, whether that's pills, whether that's drugs as a whole, whether that's pornography, whether that's, you know, going out and partying, whether that's going out and meeting all these people. It's a it's a temporary high that you're only going to have to continually chase because you're never going to be able to live up to that feeling that you're looking for. And I think anybody that's listening, you know, that's a very easy thing to look at. You know yeah we can really break this down is what you're doing from God or for God is it front or is it not for God and that's you know a very easy way to look at it but look at the things in your life that you're doing now things that make you comfortable and is it a pain barrier are you doing it just to have some sort of relief or is it something that's there with you in the midst of the pain that's saying I'm with you mm-hmm. think about it this way I, I thought about it when you started talking about the word comfort um, If you think about a time that you've ever gone to somebody that's going through something and you're going just to comfort them, are you going to give them something that you think is going to make them feel better? Or are you just going to be there with them so they understand they're not alone? Yeah. Think about that for a second because you're probably going to be there for somebody when they're going through pain so they understand they're not alone. You're not going taking, hey, let me go, let me go bring, you know, hey, check out these 10 series on Netflix that I've binged because it'll probably make you feel better. No, you're going there to give them comfort. You're going there to give them solace. You're going there just to basically be the person that they can have a shoulder to lean on because they feel like they need that. Yeah. And that's the easiest way to break it down.
1: But we're going to pray today, and I'm just going to, because, you know, I, I don't want to end it with out like an action step, you know, a step to, you know, in sales, we call it close the deal. I'm going to close this out with an, a step that I believe we could all take, you know, to really just turn it over to the Lord this morning. Tomorrow we're going to get into, we're going to kind of continue along this vein, but it's going to be a little different. So, you know, have you ever been derailed? You know, um, I have, and we're talking about it, and a lot of times it can, has to do exactly with, with this, but we're going to talk about, you know, what happens when we take our eyes off Jesus. And, you know, how the enemy is going to do his best to drain our passion and wear us down, you know, until we, in essence, drop out. That's what he wants us to do, by the way. What does he want? What is the purpose of this? If Jesus died on the cross 2,000 years ago and he said it's finished and he beat the enemy and there's no way the enemy can win, then what is the purpose of the enemy? Because if I knew that I absolutely 100% lost and there's no way for me to ever come back, I'd quit. The enemy doesn't quit. So Why? And here's the deal. He wants you and I to drop out of the race. He wants us to lose too. And so I want, I want to talk to those tomorrow. If you've ever been derailed, tomorrow is for you. All right. We're going to give you some ways that the enemy, you know, works to draw our focus and slay our passion. That's what we're going to talk about tomorrow. All right. And, uh, but I'm going to pray today and then we're going to give the song of the day. So here's a go. God, I I don't like discomfort. I think everyone watching would agree with that. Just say this. You could just say this under your breath or whatever. Just agree with me. I don't like discomfort, but I love you. So Lord, please change my understanding of your comfort and help me to really feel it. Holy Spirit, show me how your together strength, that's what comfort means originally, is with me and in me. Jesus, thank you for bearing my shame on the cross. In your name, in Jesus' name, amen. 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 I'll see you guys tomorrow. Mike, what's the song, baby?
0: Really quick, for the song of the day, I want to brag on one of our uh, Game Changer members. He messaged me yesterday evening, and um, cousin Eddie said, hey, I missed you guys this morning. I couldn't be there because I was gifting our first car to a student. Come on. So the ministry he's working with was able to gift a car to a student. That's awesome, Eddie. I just wanted to give a ch- I don't want to take a second to brag on you. That's song a Game of the day. Changer right there, boy. Yeah, it is. The... Uh, Song of the day is like I'm a student. I'm <laughs> no. <laughs> Song of the day today is "You Make Me Brave" from Bethel. Felt it was very appropriate. Um, thank you guys for listening. Hope you guys enjoy the rest of your day. We'll see you tomorrow morning. And on that note, we out. Thanks so much for listening. If you're enjoying the podcast and you want to connect further, check out the David Villas Game Changer Group on Facebook. We'll see you next time on the next episode of Game Changer.